Debriefed. When I came to, we were parked two blocks away from where they picked me up in another spot. I looked at my watch and saw the huge hypodermic needle still sticking out of my thigh. I pulled the giant syringe, but the needle must have been stuck in my bone. I screamed in horror and pulled it harder. It wouldn't come out. You got it stuck in my bone. It's in there good, isn't it? Sorry. Bone shot, the driver said again with an infectious giggle. I looked at my watch and saw it was 10.30? Have I only been out for seven minutes? Here, start drinking this. Dusty 2.0 looked visibly annoyed at the bone shot and the driver's giggling. He handed me a bottled water. If you don't hydrate, you're going to have what amounts to a world-class hangover. I'm aware, unfortunately. I downed the water and held my hand out for another. I'm Agent So-and-so, and we have reason to believe you've murdered two of our finest operatives. Agent So-and-so? You can call me Daryl. Daryl, how do you know your two finest operatives are dead? I didn't kill anybody. Well... A majestic 70-year-old great white shark choked on my girlfriend's neck and washed ashore below the black site. Daryl started crying. I looked at the driver. This is hard for him, the driver said, motioning to Daryl. Peaches was his girlfriend and Dusty was his brother, twin brother. He found a mountain goat dry humping his brother's leg. I decided not to bullshit. I think you know anything I did was in self-defense. I wasn't there by my own choosing. And you could make the argument that I didn't actually kill Dusty. I pushed him off a cliff, which he survived. Then I threw up on him when he was climbing back up to kill me and he fell to his death. Daryl looked puzzled. With peaches, I threw a bag of delicious off-brand powdered sugar donuts just out of reach. She jumped off the cliff trying to save the donuts. I told you her diet was going to kill her, the driver announced from the peanut gallery. He was still looking forward, trying not to laugh, but sporadically letting out teeny little giggles. Daryl looked at his partner in quiet dismay, then lunged forward with a ferocious, full-palm slap to the side of his face. The driver held his ear and cowered as he looked ahead in silence. With his partner's giggles cured, Dennis's twin brother Daryl turned back to me. Technically, you killed them, though. That's a lot better than killing somebody regular, wouldn't you agree? I said, trying to be positive. Peaches killed my wife. I know she killed her. I read the Fulton County Incident Report. It's got Peaches Wangard written all over it. She loved doing murder-suicides exactly like that. She convinced your wife to write an I'm leaving you letter to him, and that's all she needed. The letter makes his death look like a suicide after he kills her in a fit of rage. He was tearing up, lost in admiration. I'm going to miss my baby. Peaches, I said, in genuine disbelief. What did that morbidly obese woman have that these two brothers wanted more of? Daryl, there's something you should know about those two. Oh, I know. It seems my brother and I had another thing in common, didn't we? That's why you're not dead right now, he said, looking somewhat disappointed. You aren't going to kill me, I asked. No, Oh, good heavens, no. I was just being macho about the that's-why-you're-not-dead part. The driver was nodding his head in agreement. The government doesn't work that way. Dusty and Peaches went rogue. They were supposed to apprehend any possible witnesses and bring them to a DSL, a designated secured location. 
They've always been terrible with paperwork, though, so they decided to just kill people instead. Not to make excuses for them, but leadership did tell us it was the end of the world. For sure. So it's hard to do paperwork with that in front of you, right? What about the people they killed? Meh. They had permission to kill, but only if it was an emergency. We have a way to work it out. Daryl seemed to drift in thought and came back. Both of them loved killing people but hated paperwork. It's easy to understand the attraction. It really wasn't. I should have known. Okay, listen. Although I only got to know Peaches for a day, I think I can say, honestly, we're both better off. But let's get back to something. When I spoke, the hypodermic needle shook. Can you pull this out? Does this need to be in there? Oh, I'm sorry, he said. He pulled the monster needle again. Nothing. I screamed in pain, which made Daryl panic and pull harder, finally yanking the giant needle out of my leg. Jesus, I screamed again. Keep drinking that water, Daryl handed me another bottle of water. Did you really have to knock me out for seven minutes to move me two blocks over? Yes, Daryl said, bothered. It took us a while to find another spot. Parking is a bitch around here. I'm sorry you're upset, but it's SOP to control the perp. Plus, obviously, I need practice. I've been hitting the bone too much, which is really bad for the perp. You don't want a bone shot. Trust me. Keep drinking that water. But you just hit my bone, didn't you? I did. I told you I need practice. Bone shot. The driver chirped again under his breath. So I just got a bone shot for seven fucking minutes. I wanted to scream, but thought better of it. You didn't fly me to California. You drove me around the block. I would have come peacefully. Sorry, Mr. Duke. It's practice. It's fun for us, and it's SOP, which means standard operating... I know what SOP means. You have to remember, we have to find ways to make our job fun just like anybody else. It's not all glamour being in the CIA. The driver slapped his forehead and Daryl flinched. If we worked for the CIA... You aren't planning to do that again, are you? I asked Daryl, pointing to the new syringe he was holding. He smiled but didn't answer. Seriously? Still no answer. Okay. If you aren't going to kill me, what are you here for? How did you find me? I haven't even used a credit card. Remember, I read the murder investigation report from Fulton County. Turns out a Parker Duke had talked to case officer William Rowland. Do you know who posted your speech video on YouTube? It was Dusty. He called it Parker Was Right. I watched it, and it was pretty good. I can see why he didn't kill you. He had a rough time as a kid. Because of his teeny tiny penis, I asked, half joking. Then terrified Daryl might have a twin teeny tiny penis. I didn't need to pick any more fights. I'm not even going to ask how you know about that. Daryl was unfazed. Then your daughter here in Saugatuck posted on her Facebook page that she was stoked the Parker Was Right guy from YouTube was her father. How did you know I had a daughter? Daryl handed me Harper's birth certificate. I was listed as her father. I wanted to have it laminated into a name badge. The only thing I couldn't figure out was how you got back to Atlanta. I paid my way onto a charter flight. I felt kind of cool eluding the CIA with at least one part of my plan to stay under the radar. You probably paid her, oh, 20 grand to take you and not put you on the passenger list? I must have looked confused. I'm just having fun. 
I know how you got home. You paid her with marked government bills. You also took out a loan on your new BMW and then spent $37 on energy drinks, caffeine pills, and chips at a Chevron. And what road trip wouldn't benefit from an $18 economy-sized tube of KY jelly purchased just south of Indianapolis? I remembered giving Chewy the hundo at a truck stop in Indy. Jesus. Oops, I said, nervous to have taken Dusty's slush money without a good excuse. I didn't have time to go to the bank. I guess you want the rest of it back? Nope. The government is prepared to call it even if you sign this. He pulled out a one-page non-disclosure agreement. It was an indemnity agreement that didn't hold an agency to be named later at fault for anything and forbade me to tell anyone about it or to seek retribution against the U.S. government in any venue, which was fine. I ended up coming out ahead, way, way ahead. Do I have a choice? You killed my wife and probably took 10 years off my life. Do you know how much money that is? He asked. I shrugged. The bag was heavy as hell, but I never counted it. You took $3 million. You've got my attention. I read the agreement again. Let me get this straight. I sign this and you'll leave me alone forever. Nope. We'll be watching you, though you won't know it. Actually, we won't be watching you, but an agent somewhere will be assigned with monitoring your actions for a couple of years. We're the government, after all. We have people to protect. From me? I joked as I signed the papers. Is that it? No. He was just staring at me, waiting. I asked him, what else? Don't you want to know what happened? I'm allowed to debrief you as part of the deal, but only if you ask. What happened? I asked immediately. They say I'm one of the best debriefers in the agency. The driver started cracking up, but this laughter was welcomed by Daryl. Tell me. Of course I want to know. You're talking about what happened yesterday with the power going out, the earthquake-like bumps, and the extended daylight, right? What's going on? Debrief me. Right. We're telling the masses that it was just some sunspots flaring up. We'll get a couple of government scientists to verify it, and it's over. It's as easy as that. It's amazing what people will believe if it's less scary than the truth. What happened to the metal columns? They've all disappeared. They have? Gone completely. Every last one. Do you even know what happened? Because the report I read said those columns were going to split the earth in two. I'm guessing that didn't happen, correct? No. Not yet. We know what their intent is, though. Government intelligence has a rock-solid understanding of it, and it doesn't look good. He held up his finger as if to tell me to hold the question I was about to ask. Let me tell you what happened first. The columns, through a series of electromagnetic pulses, slowed the rotation of the Earth. That's why the power went out. The columns were firing as magnets in a coordinated order, like an electric motor does. They slowed the Earth's rotation in its orbit and created a knuckleball effect. Why did they slow the Earth's rotation? I can't tell you that, but I can tell you the end result increased the radius of the Earth's orbit around the Sun. This is crazy. In other words, it made the Earth circle farther away from the Sun. Daryl looked at me, disappointed in my silence, and barked to the driver. Laptop. He held out his hand like a surgeon awaiting a scalpel. 
Darrow opened the laptop and showed me an animation of what he'd just described, the Earth rotating peacefully in its orbit around the sun, then the rotation slowing, causing it to wobble into an orbit a little bit farther from the sun. Then it started rotating again. Okay, I get it. I got it the first time, but what I don't get is why anybody would want to do that to us. Well, smarty pants, Daryl stalled as he searched for something on his laptop. He started reading from the laptop. In addition to the current man-made global warming, in a billion years, the sun will be over 10% brighter than it is today. And in three billion years, the sun's luminosity will increase by over 40%, creating a runaway greenhouse state, which will most likely mean the end of Earth. By increasing the radius of the Earth's orbit around the sun, They've doubled our planet's life expectancy and temporarily solved global warming. Get the fuck out. Are you kidding me? So aliens aren't trying to destroy our world? They're saving it? Well, I wouldn't go that far. They're not trying to blow it in two. So it turns out this wasn't a national security issue. I was incredulous. Oh, Mr. Duke, it was and still is a national security issue. If people knew what happened, there'd be anarchy extraterrestrial interference? We can't have that. But no, it doesn't seem like they're trying to blow the world up, although clearly that's an available option for them that we can't stop. These aliens have given us more time and fixed the biggest issue facing our planet. That's good, right? Wouldn't all the government intelligence people say that's a good thing? Absolutely not. We think they've fixed our planet because they're preparing to harvest us to eat. They're planning on breeding us like cattle and use us as a constant food source for eternity. The driver turned in disbelief. It seemed as though Daryl had done more debriefing than he was supposed to. Daryl looked at me and my asshole seized up. I tried to ask another question, but I no longer cared to and I struggled to follow why Daryl seemed so hurried. I felt dizzy again. And I couldn't keep my head up. Nah. Bone shot, I heard the driver shout again with excitement. As gravity wrestled my head towards the floor, I saw another giant hypodermic needle sticking out of my leg. Then darkness. <laughs>